Welcome, everybody, to Funeral Nation, episode 256, I believe. I'm Ryan Thogmart. They'll fix it in editing if it's not right. That's Jeff, the funeral commander, Harbison. And daggone it, Jeff, more juicy funeral talk for today. CJ Financial is excited to announce the newest feature in our assignment funding technology toolbox. CJ's revolutionary Quick Claim mobile app provides much of the same functionality as our assignment funding management system with several mobile-only features. Download the app on your smartphone or tablet. Submit, track, and manage your claims anytime, anywhere. Use the camera on your device to upload documents and so much more. It's never been faster or easier with CJ's Quick Claim. Contact us today for a free 30-day trial. It is. You know, you and I, prepping for our discussion today, talked about two subjects that are really at the top of the funeral sphere, if you want to. Number one is that uh, Stonemore is going from a public company to a private car company with Axar Capital. And that's, that's really interesting to kind of weed into it. Our friend, we'll have to have our friend Tom Anderson on soon again, because he, in my opinion, is the one who really does a great job of taking these things apart and helping us with a more non- uh, I don't know how to say this. He can dumb it down. Let's just put it that way. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for rescuing me once again, young man. Um, but, you know, from my point of view, it's a positive because uh, capital companies are there simply to make more money. Yep. And we have several capital companies already in our space. And the more that come into our space, they see value of what we're doing for the future. So this is only a positive from my point of view and my dummy down analysis. Well, I, I think it makes sense. You know, like there's so much money coming into this profession. We've said it for the last couple of years. It's a good time to be a part of death care and to be in this profession because there's a lot of change. There's a lot of outside money coming into the profession to one, invest in technology, two, invest in funeral homes that are scaling and building. And there's a lot of acquisition on the funeral home side. You know, uh, SCI had a great third quarter earnings call. They, they've realized some gains this year that were unexpected. So, you know, what's that say about the death rate? What's that say about the quality of call? Or should I say the the cost per call? Is it going back up after the last couple of years? We saw the cost per call go down. So there's just a lot of opportunity that makes a lot of sense for outside money coming into this profession. And, you know, Stonemore has been... I say relatively, they've been pretty much mute for a couple of years. There really hasn't been a lot happening with the Stonemore name. So it's interesting to see this play and, and, you know, does this put them back on a heavy acquisition track? Well, you know, that's an interesting question. And some of the uh, articles I've read about that particular transaction, you know, they have over, I believe, 300 cemeteries and, somewhere around 75 funeral homes. So they're heavily invested in the cemetery market, which, you know, that in itself is interesting because uh, the consumer thinks that we don't have cemetery space left, right? That right. There's, of course, they've never flown across America. But the bottom line is, I believe the cemetery uh, segment of our profession is as strong as it's been and any time in our history. 
And so uh, I'm looking forward to see where this takes Stonemore and is something to watch long-term for our profession. Absolutely. And, you know, you said something interesting, Jeff, I think I'll touch on real quick. This is like kind of off topic. However, um, you know, you look at cremation families and how for the last 10 years, every conference we go to, it's about how to talk to cremation families, how to talk to cremation families and funeral homes. Some have, some haven't figured out how to deal with cremation families to where the cost per call can still say high revenue can be where it needs to be. Cemeteries have figured it out. Look how cemeteries have adapted for scattering gardens, uh, mausoleums, niches, all the things that have tailored to the cremation family. They figured it out very quickly and cremation hasn't been as impactful on the cemetery business as it has at the funeral home level because Cemeteries figured it out. They made some shifts to appeal to the consumer and the consumer demand. That's the bottom line is that you have to adapt and overcome and then jump on it and run. I mean, yeah. you know, frankly, I, I read one of your articles this week that you've, how many million posts have y'all done there at Disrupt Media and the funeral uh, market? 1.2 million posts for funeral homes and cemeteries, which is an insane amount of data. We're having conversations on a monthly basis with an average of 7 million consumers over the age of 55. So a ton of data on, on the cremation consumer, the traditional consumer. And here's the funny thing, and we're gonna this rolls in right into our next conversation. The consumer is the consumer, whether they're shopping for a doctor, a car, a casket, a funeral home, a cemetery, insurance policy. They're the consumer all the way true and true. Their buying habits don't change just because it's death care. And we've preached that and beat that so much over the last decade, but it's it's for some reason not sinking in. We think that consumers will revert back to these old styles of doing things that just aren't the case. The consumer is the consumer. And that's definitely what we have learned through millions of conversations on a monthly basis with consumers direct to a funeral home or cemetery. Sure, the ridiculousness of looking at a funeral home website and the funeral, you know, contacting or have it reached through. Oh, no, you have to come in so we can show you our GPL. Yeah. No, not going to happen. Come on. I mean, if, if I had someone said, hey, you know, you can buy this, but before we can tell you the price, you have to drive over here, sit down and listen to my spiel. Yeah. Ridiculous. Okay. And so the funeral professionals that will take this opportunity and step up their game, find the niche, become the go-to person in your community. That's to me, what's, what's fascinating is in some respects, I'm not saying that, you know, these funeral professionals are not already there, but enhancing to meet new people through social media and other means. Yeah. You don't use that. You're just missing the entire boat. And we're seeing, you know, other avenues besides Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. Uh, I have to go back and say, I've, I've gotten to, you know, the, the more mature I've come, or let's say senior, I've gotten out of being as combative, but quit putting your crap on LinkedIn, like you're going to get somebody from Phoenix yeah. to come to somewhere in Kentucky in your funeral home. 
doesn't work. Doesn't if you work. have something new that you want to share or something business related, but I see all the time, do not post obituaries on LinkedIn. Doesn't it's ridiculous. It actually makes you look like you don't know what the hell you're doing. That's exactly right. Say it out loud, okay? That's exactly right. You you are you are dead on there. And and look, we said it: conversations, connection with the consumer. Funeral homes don't have a money problem. Funeral homes have a people problem. If you serve the people, you connect with the people. You shake more hands virtually or in person. You hug some necks. You communicate with the consumer the way they want to be communicated to. It solves the money problem. You need more conversations and more people into the funnel, not more money. The money comes by doing the right thing and creating the conversation. Right, and don't forget dogs and children. And dogs and children, all things. Touch everybody. Like just reach out. Yeah, just show them all up. Facebook allows you, Instagram, TikTok, they allow you to handshake at scale whenever the consumer wants on their time schedule. And your but your content has to be the best it could possibly be. We are, we are past the days of just throwing something on Facebook just for the sake of getting a post out that day. Your $2 a day grief content is a waste of money. It's not moving the needle. There's never a consumer that's going to scroll through Facebook and say, you know, that's a really good grief and inspirational post. That's the funeral home I want my family to use. 2023 is going to require you to level up your content to where it's actually valuable for the consumer and you're speaking to them, not at them. Or speaking with them, not at them. That's, That's exactly the- right. Well played. So on that, FTC is still beating down the drum of, of GPLs being accessible online, transparency and pricing with funeral homes. This has been a conversation that was at the forefront you know, a few years ago. We spent a lot of time on it. It calmed down and it's back at the forefront again. So, Jeff, let's let's hit the people. Should their pricing, should a funeral home put pricing online? I will challenge everyone to respond to here with your opinion. My opinion is yes, you don't lose anything. Um, what, What fascinates me, and I'm using a quote from an old friend I used to work with, that funeral homes in smaller towns refer to their competitors of all sorts of names. Let's just call them idiots, all right? So the competitors generally don't get along. I've seen where they can't be in the same restaurant at the same time because, you know, egos don't fit, but so much if you don't have a huge dining hall. But the point being that if you refer to your competitor privately or however you do as an idiot or don't know what they're doing, however, you base your business, you base your pricing off of what the competitor's pricing is, you're the idiot. Okay, I said that out loud. And if you want to argue with me on that, please reach out. I've had so many conversations. I put a post up a few weeks ago on uh, Twitter and Facebook about talking to senior care workers and the um, continuum of care. The funeral homes, the, the senior care workers and hospice folks I talked to we really have a not a, such a positive light in their eyes and can do a better job. It's all nothing but conversation and knowing how to make that approach. Don't walk into a hospice or senior care facility with your pens and a bag of donuts saying, hey, send us all your dead people, okay? <laughs> you need to work harder and understand how 
their operation works? Where do you fit in to help them with a continuum of care from life into death? Because it's important. Um, and it's not just have a funeral. The end of life care, closing out digital assets, getting social security benefits correct. There's just a a plethora. I just said yeah. that without spitting. That was a big deal. You did well, you did well. There is many copious amounts of things that have to be done to close out a, a human being's life in today's world. And it's not just having the funeral. And funeral homes need to step up their game to become more of a participant in that continuum of care. If you want to talk about it, I've had so many wonderful calls with funeral professionals this week, just based on that simple little post I put up to give yeah. them ideas of how do you make these approaches? How do you become a partner or part of their team in order to really help their mission be more positive? Yeah. I'll talk yeah. about that a little later, but well, anyway, Ryan, price, done a pricing becomes part of that, right? Pricing becomes part of that, that conversation at some point. And so, I mean, you and I talked a little bit about it off air. We're both on the side. Funeral homes should be transparent with pricing. I like to look at the data and allow the data to drive the strategy. And what we know from a data standpoint is when we're working with a funeral home and we have transparent pricing and a pre-need lead ad, that we have a 45% higher close rate by having pricing on the ad because now the consumer is taken down all the walls. They know what the price is. They know where they're getting. Now it just comes down to, do I want to use this funeral home or not? And if your content is correct, you're building value. And that's the one thing I'll say. I absolutely believe that funeral homes should have their GPL available or pricing available online. The caveat to that is the consumer is not going to be able to differentiate the GPL from, from another funeral home's GPL. Half the time I look at a GPL, we can't decipher what the heck it means. So the consumer is never going to be able to get there to that point. However, what the consumer can understand is value that's driven through the content that you create. So if the consumer is engaging with value-driven content and they know the differences between you and your competitors based on the content you create, and then they download your GPL and they download a competitor GPL and they're you know, the competitors thousands of dollars less than you, they understand the reason. Now there's value in your pricing because of the content you create. But if you slap GPL next to GPL, there's nothing that deciphers value for the consumer. So it's going to force funeral homes to get better with content to show value and understand how to have that conversation. So do I think they should have pricing online 100%, but in no way, shape or form, do I think that any government entity should make a business Put pricing online. I fully concur. Uh, I am married to a health professional, and the cardiac group does not put their pricing on or get you to review it before you go into a doctor's appointment. The only thing that they want to make sure of is your copays paid, but yeah. you have no idea beyond that what the prices or charges are. Same thing with emergency rooms. Why should funeral directors have to do it? Well, Okay, I've been shot, bombed, cut, picket. I'm just going to tell you why. Because the notion out here is unscrupulous uh, operators who charge more. That's why it started in the first place, okay? Yeah. And, you know, if we look at FTC uh, statistics, 25% of the funeral homes that are 
what do we call that secret shop out here, fail to provide general price lists and information on a regular basis correctly. Yeah. So guess what? You've done it to yourselves. We've done it to ourselves. We have 25% that still don't follow the rules and the rules have been made, but we certainly can, you know, look online when somebody's caskets off center and we're all about that or the ties don't match. Uh, but anyway, we'll let that go. I like it. I like it. Not being cynical. No, that's, that's real life, man. And that's what this is. We're real talk here. Have we ever held anything back or sugarcoated it? No, we're going to give you the truth. And as you <laughs> yeah. always say, we don't make the news. We just report the news. We're just giving yeah. you the feedback of what's happening out here. I'm not going to tell you to go to hell. I'm going to tell you the truth. And sometimes that feels like hell. I demand that out of my friends, just like with you, Ryan. If something's not right, tell me. Don't let yeah. me scoot around thinking I'm doing the right thing. When you know that you know there's toilet paper stuck out of my pants and we're walking on the show hall floor, help a brother out, right? That's right. That's right. So this week I witnessed a uh, cat fight online with people just duking it out, and then you know no basis of no basis of reality. It was all opinion, and so you know we can do better, and. You know, if we have issues, let's call and talk to each other. We're better than that out here, okay? Anyway. That's right. That's right. Well, so my vote is, you know, let's go online, put your prices there, and maybe study up what the general price list means. And uh, if you know homeowners, if you'd love to, I'll talk to you about creating a test to see if your funeral directors can actually build a funeral just based on the GPL by itself. Mm -hmm. I've done this for years. Um, I've saw where package funeral homes actually directors had no idea the cost. Yeah. And I have something I would generally point out, but I'll leave it alone for controversy's sake that we're having a great show at this point. So anyway, we'll, we'll maybe bring that up a little later uh, about the difference in um basic service charges right yeah yeah does a consumer does this consumer get to choose a cremation basic service charge or the burial basic service charge because they're not one and the same and uh i would love to do some math on that one day but we'll save that for the future and hopefully we'll have someone some of y'all give your opinions out here and look if you send us in questions or comment we're not going to challenge you. If anything happens with this, a challenge or question, let's pick up the phone and let's talk one-on-one. -on -one. Fair, yeah. enough. Fair enough. We don't do that here. Let's do it. Sounds good. Okay, All Commander. Right, Brad, from over there in Scottsdale and here on South Mountain, or excuse me, North Mountain, <laughs> North and South. I'm all messed up today. Yeah, those are hard uh, We'll directions. check out here. All right. Until next time, have a great effing week. Out here. Get your way to be stupid. Build up this metal.